going to play the whole time through? Like my whole, the whole sermon? No, I don't. <laughs> but, but, you know, thanks, man. I love it. I love that you, you've got that going. That's good. Well, uh, tonight we're, we're going to do another video, and the video was of this morning. Uh, we had three interviews uh, f- from people, from uh, Richard Gardner, um, Shane Baldwin, and, um, and Karen Van Lint, and we just had a, uh, a conversation. They answered some questions of how they've seen God move in the past and all those sorts of things. And although Patrick did an amazing job of videoing it all, he's not here. He's uh, found somewhere else to be. Um, the downside was that it didn't record. So he did all this amazing techno whizzy thing, and none of it worked. So guess what? You got me. I know. I'll take that as beautiful. All right. So let's pray, and let's see what God can do amongst us. I love and God, we thank you for this time together. We, we thank you, Lord, for the stories of old that continue to inspire us. And we ask tonight, Lord, that you'll speak to our hearts, that we'll listen, we'll have an ear to hear, Lord, what are you saying to me? For your, uh, you love us and you want us to live in the victory that you have for us. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. So we're looking at the past to the future and we had Naomi come and preach uh, to us, uh, well in this service via video last week and in person uh, last Sunday morning. And, t- and today we're looking at um, people from within the life of the church. Uh, obviously we can't get that. Um, but, uh, um, but I want to talk about uh, a little bit about what Nathan was saying at the beginning of Do It Again. Uh, why God calls us to remember. Um, what is it about the remembering that God does? You remember in the old remember you remember remembering in the Old Testament when when God is a, um, a, addressing the Israelites when He wants them to do something brave. He'll go, "Remember, I am the God of Abraham and Isaac and Jacob. Remember, I am the one who led you out of slavery. I am the one who parted the Red Sea for you to walk through. I am the one who brought manna down from heaven. Remember." I did these kinds of things. And, and uh, um, there's something important for us as human beings in the whole concept of remembering. And so that's a part of the reason why I want to do this um, around this time every year is to remember um, what God has done in the past. And as new people come to faith, particularly that they can, they can, or new people come to the church, they get a broader picture of the history of this place and the, and the story of this place. Um, so, um, so I'm going to uh, launch into uh, a little bit of Bible that does that and then we're going to talk about a few things and I, I might even get you to do some work. We'll see how we go. This is from Psalm 77. So if you're looking up at home, Psalm 77. And we're going from uh, verses uh, 11 to 20. You can pull out your mobile phones and have a look if you really want to. And I'll take note of those who don't. So, um, I'm kidding, I'm just tired, I'm sorry. It says, I'll remember the deeds of the Lord. Yes, I'll remember the miracles of long ago. And so the miracles he's talking about is those miracles of coming out of uh, Egypt into the promised land. That's particularly what the psalmist is wanting to 
uh, communicate. Uh, I will consider all your works and meditate on all your mighty deeds. Now, just stay on that. Here the psalmist is saying, I'm going I'm to stop and meditate on all the things that I've known that you've done in the past. And so I remember, uh, I think it was this week or last week, Nathan and I were in the staff meeting, we were having a conversation. And I, and I started to remember how I came to faith. Like I was uh, 16, 17 years old, really hadn't had anything to do with the church whatsoever. I went to Sunday school for one year, and that was so my mum and dad could have quality time together, whatever that meant. Um, and... Um, uh, but other than that, um, I really didn't have uh, any experience uh, of church whatsoever. Um, God bless the Church of Christ. Um, and, uh, and a friend, a Christian friend of mine, who I didn't know was a Christian at the time, was, um, it was a friend from high school, basically said, Barry, come along. We're having fish and chips with, with, at the beach with some of my church friends. Do you want to come along? I said, sure. Got nothing better to do. Don't want to hang around with my two older brothers. They're pretty uh, unhelpful in my life. So I went uh, and, and did that. Uh, the girls were pretty. As I said before, I stayed for a little bit because the girls were pretty. Uh, and they were, they were just a crazy bunch of people. I found myself on the very first night in the middle of the prayer meeting just looking around going, oh my goodness, what's going on? There was about 15 people. So about this amount of people. Uh, at the beach at that time and in the prayer meeting afterwards. And then they invited me along to church and I went along. I don't know why I went along. Fast forward three years later, um, God did a work in those 15 people and, and we had a young adults ministry of over 120 young people. And this is 1987, 88, 89. So forever ago for some of you, but just yesterday for me. And, and so, you know, particularly as uh, we're in transition in the youth ministry at the moment, most of the kids that have grown up in church have grown up and either moved to other faith communities or are doing other things with their life. Um, you know, I, I, I was reminding with Nathan and saying, well, why can't God do that again? Why can't God take a, a small group of young people, catch their hearts on fire and, and do a miracle and for uh, 120 people in three years come to faith and experience God's love. Now, some of them come down from the country, wasn't all conversions, but there was a lot in there. And I remember um, praying with people to give their life to Jesus. I remember counselling people, uh, and I was just new to faith, but that's what I did. And so when I meditate on all God's mighty deeds, that's a part of my meditation. And I wonder what is a part of your meditation. If you were to meditate on all God's mighty deeds in your life, and some of us have lived a little bit longer than others, what would those stories be? What, what would God bring to mind about how he has done a mighty deed or mighty deeds in your life? Just think. What's a mighty deed? God has done that you stand back and you go you know what I was a part of that but I have no idea how it happened God just turned up God rocked up something changed have you got something maybe
And then ask yourself the question, why can't God do it again? I mean, he might have turned up in a mighty way that saved you out of a very unhelpful situation, and so you might not want him to do that again. But to save you again, to heal you again, to see God use you again, why can't he do that again? So as I, can, I will consider all your works and meditate on all your mighty deeds, that includes the mighty deeds that he has done in your life. And if he hasn't done mighty deeds in his, your life, that's why the stories of Scripture are so important. Because the mighty deeds include some pretty miraculous things, even if you just start with the Gospels. I was w- working through with my uh, Bible study the, the other day, the other night, the, the story of the demoniac man. You remember the, that story? That Jesus comes off a boat and there's a guy who's living in the tombs and he's got a legion of demons. Uh, I think we worked out a legion is somewhere between 3,000 and 6,000 demons. That's a few. That would be a little bit uncomfortable. Um, and, uh, and everyone tried to restrain him and tried to do all these sorts of things. He had super strength. He, he, he ran around naked most of the time. No one could do anything with him. And as Jesus comes up to where he was, he falls on his feet. And the demons say, um, Jesus, the son of the most high God, what, what can... What can uh, Siri didn't get that. He's, he's going to try again. Um, uh, Go, you know, don't don't send us into a abyss. Send us into the pigs. You remember the story now. And so Jesus um, sends all the demons of the pigs. The pigs run off a cliff in, into the water. Someone throws a bag of peas, and you got pea and ham soup. It's beautiful. And you look at that, and we can go, well, that's a story of old. But. But what can it say to us now? And the fact that when the town people came out because they heard all the people who had lost their livelihood get really upset, they saw the man, and this is what the scripture says, clothed and in his right mind. Okay, Jesus, why can't you do that again? Because there's some people that I know are tormented. I don't know if it's by demons or just by health issues, but they're tormented. And I, and I say to myself, God, why can't you do that again? So you can start just in the Gospels. Never like going all the way back to, to the Genesis stories and Abraham and Moses and King David. I'll consider your mighty works and I'll meditate on all your mighty deeds. Nathan stole a little bit of my thunder. He said there was a, you know, a handful of people in the upper room and the Spirit of God filled filled them and they came out and Peter preached a really average message it might have been condensed for the scripture but you know I read it and go well that's good and that's true but that's not bringing 3,000 people to Christ but the spirit of God did why can't he do that again one why can't he fill us with the spirit the same power and the spirit that he filled the first disciples and then why can't 3,000 people give their life to Jesus. Carnay's doing it at the moment, so that's good. I'll consider your works and meditate on your mighty deeds. It goes on and says this. Your ways, God, are holy. 
while God is as great as our God. So he's remembering his ways and then he's remembering because of his ways that he's remembered that God is bigger than everything else that's going on and we'll touch that into the sermon series in the new year again, that God is bigger. But when we remember how awesome our God is and how he has rescued us and how he has moved in our lives and how he has done incredible things in other people's lives, we know that he's bigger. How great is our God? He goes on. You are the God who performs miracles. You display your, people, your power amongst your people. Give it here. With your mighty arm, you redeem your people, the descendants of Jacob and Joseph. The waters saw you. God, the waters saw you and writhed. The very depths were convulsed. Now you might go, well, that's interesting language. Well, what he's talking about is that the, the, the water, the nature that responded to God, and, and particularly the imagery here is the parting of the Red Sea. It goes on. The clouds poured down water from heaven, surrounded the thunder, arrows flashed back and forth. Your thunder was heard in the whirlwind. Your lightning lit up the world. The earth trembled and quaked. Your path led through the seas. Your ways through the mighty waters. Through our foot, though your footsteps were not seen. You led your people like flocks by the hand of Moses and Aaron. And so here the psalmist is is calling us to remember the imagery of, of God parting the seas, rescuing his people from the hands of Pharaoh and bringing them into um, uh, his presence on Mount Sinai. And it's just beautiful that we got those sort of stories around to encourage us to remember that God's with us and that God wants to redeem us, and that God wants to save us. And I think that's something very powerful if we get into this rhythm of remembering. I think it actually sticks in our minds some very unhelpful thinking, that we have to do it in our own strength, that we have to do it um, in our time, that God, God has to answer us instead of us answer the God. I, I think all these stories remember that God is the one who acts and that God is the one who does the work. Our job is to listen and to hear and to do. And as I was listening to the three people present this morning, uh, Richard uh, said this morning that he re as he went through the questions I gave him, he remembered that there were prophecies prayed over this church. Uh, particularly prophecies about people coming to faith and people being healed. I thought, wow. We've got to remember that God has spoken those words over us. We've got to remember that if that's God's intent, God will do it in his time. But maybe that time is now. Maybe we're at a point now where God wants to do those things that he spoke to 
the generations. Maybe through you. God wants to, uh, to do the things that he said he would do uh, a decade or so ago. So I just want to bring it back again. What things do you need God to move in in your life today? Have you got unhelpful thinking, dark thoughts, struggles with sin, struggles with uh, motivation? Is, is there something in your life that, you know what, you really need God to move in? And you've prayed, but you haven't seen God answer it the way you think God should answer it, and so you start to question whether or not God will. And the stories of old will say that, yes, he will, but not the way that you want and not in the time frame that you'd like. So is there something in your life that you'd want God to move bigger in? Is there something that you want him to do within you? And, and can you bring a story to mind, either from scripture or from you've heard from other of the witnesses throughout the ages? that can speak into your life to say, yes, I can. Because sometimes the testimony of what God has done in someone else can be the very thing that brings releasing into ours. Um, I've done a fair bit of uh, reading uh, on healing. And... Uh, and a lot of praying with people with healing. But one of the things that keeps on coming up is that when, um, when someone gives a testimony of being healed, it raises the faith in someone else enough to go, well, if God can do it in them, he can do it in me. And if God can do it in them, and he can do it in me, and then they receive the healing that they need. And there's power in the testimony of us going, Yes, God has done it, and yes, God can do it again. And I'll be bold enough to say that there is nothing going in your life that God hasn't dealt with before, and that God hasn't bring healing and wholeness to before, and he can do it in your life again. So we're called to remember. Remember his love for us, remember his power, Remember his mighty deeds. If we take God's mighty deeds out of our life, we take those stories and we try and rationalise them of the, the amazing things that God has done, then we remove his power from our life to make a difference in us. And we stay stuck. And that's not God's intent for us. So let's pray. Loving God, um, tonight as we think about your mighty things that you have done, how you led your people out of Egypt into the promised land, how you gave them food when they had no food, when you healed them when they were sick, how you um, have moved mightily you know, with enemies that have tried to attack them as we see how you've moved mightily through Jesus, 
how he raised the dead, how he healed the sick as he cast out evil spirits, as he brought truth to lies, Lord. We remember those stories as well. We remember the stories of the first apostles and the first disciples and how you used them to spread your message of love and grace around this world. Remember the stories that we've heard throughout our lives, Lord, of how you've moved in people's lives. And we, Lord, we say, do it again. Do it again in us and do it again in this church. Lord, we want to see people healed. We want to see people experience your love and grace. We want to see this become a place of that people can be accepted and loved and cherished for who they are. So Lord, come, do it again in us. And for those people who are in this room, Lord, who, who have got big things happening inside of them and desperately want your freedom and your grace in their lives, Lord, hear their prayers and help their hearts to believe again that you are for them and that you will work in that situation. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen.